I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 142. Oh, what's that? Oh, we don't have an intro. <laughs> I'm looking at you, creepster in the naughties. Oh, what? <laughs> I was going to say creepsters, but that's everybody. And so I said creepsters in the naughty. <laughs> oh, I heard what you said. <laughs> I heard what you said. Look, y'all got me all discombobulated not having an intro. <laughs> I forgot how to do this. Well... Well, if you want to take over for somebody who uh, <laughs> can't, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just laughed like the great. <laughs> um, if you want to introduce an episode, head on over to patreon.com slash the ABC podcast. If you want to be a creepster in the naughty. All right. You want to jump right in? You know I do. Oh, also, um, we've had some people ask in the Facebook group where we're at on Sinister Sightings. We are at the beginning of March 2021 reading stories. Yeah. So, if you sent it in before then, and we haven't read it, and you're called up, uh, let us know. <laughs> the shade. The shade of it all. Hey, guys. Shelby from Michigan here. You can say my name. Really want to express how much I enjoyed the podcast and appreciate your effort. I'm obsessed with you guys. Not in a creepy stalker way. Y'all make me crack up and help my day go by. If y'all hadn't heard of the Dice Road Cemetery in Hemlock, Michigan, I'm here to tell you about it. There have been two movies based off of it, many paranormal researchers studying it, and so many stories within our community, including the retired fire marshals and police chiefs. Black magic is widely known in the area. Hell, the town is literally named Hemlock. My story regarding the cemetery, one of many, could be long, so I'll do my best to shorten it up. A lot of us fellow weirdos enjoy going to the cemetery and walking around at night hoping to find something or see something spooky. One night, me, 20 at the time, my best friend, 20, her mother, 40s, and her little brother, 10, decided to go. Her mother drove her Suburban and that night we decided to park up on the side of the road opposite of the cemetery. Also, sorry y'all, I'm still sick, so it sounds like I'm going through puberty. Her mom was in the driver's seat, she was in the passenger front, her little brother was in the driver rear, and I was in the passenger rear. You said rear different. Every time. <laughs> rear. Rear. That's how rear. I, I said rear. This is the last time. <laughs> you sound like a, a birdo. She does that kind of noise. Rear. Like that. Rear. Exactly. No, when, her, when the egg comes out of her mouth, she goes, Rawr. <laughs> God, we are losers. <laughs> Who do y'all play on Mario Party and stuff? Because that's me, Birdo. Bougie and annoying. Hey, I just got to say that she got a bigger ring than you. I mean, I just got to also say I ain't got nothing in sight. But she does. She does. Not bigger than Marley's, though. <laughs> that was fucking dog upstage me. <laughs> I get engaged and so does Marley. Uh. <laughs> As we parked the car, shut it off, and for some reason the interior lights would not shut off. It being dark outside, we couldn't see what was out there, but whatever was out there could surely see in the car due to the light malfunctioning. The lights were working fine previously, and we never had any issues with this vehicle. We all silently sat in the car for a bit, looking out the windows. On the left of us, there was a road and then the cemetery. On the right of us was dense woods with no houses in sight or nobody nearby. All of a sudden, we see a dark figure behind the vehicle walk slowly towards us. It walked with a limp like it was dragging a leg. It was fully cloaked with a human appearance. Side note, as I'm typing this, I'm sitting on lunch at work and a co-worker walked past me and it made me jump. <laughs> 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 
this thing keeps getting closer to the vehicle. I'm sorry that made me giggle. <laughs> People getting scared is one of my favorite things. I love that because it was kind of like pop-up video. Yes. Like, a little like side note. <laughs> and then the mom started up the car and said, fuck this and zoomed off. About a mile away, there was another road that intersected with Dice Road. She quickly turned right on that road and drove about two more miles. She then had to stop and pull over on the side of the road because she suddenly had the urge to vomit. As she has her head out of the door puking, to the right of us through the woods, we could see the same thing following us, walking through the woods. Again, there wasn't anyone around, and this was the middle of the night. No way a human could walk miles within a few minutes and find us. She got her shit together and then drove off down the road. For some unknown reason, we decided to loop around and go back to the cemetery. This time, facing the same way on the road, we parked the car on the same side at the cemetery. The car was shut off. The lights were shutting off too this time. The doors were locked. My friend sitting in the front passenger seat suddenly had her door ripped open. Thankfully, she was holding onto the door handle the whole time, perching herself up and trying to be aware. She slammed the door shut and we started the car up. Before we could leave or had the time to even focus, in the driver's side rear window where the little brother was, the same all-black cloaked figure was there, but this time with its face in the window staring. The face was all white, like white white, not average color of a Caucasian human. Its eyes were all dark and it had a long face. We didn't stick around long enough to see details, however. We were fucking out of there. I live about 10 minutes away from the cemetery, and before I could be dropped off at home, we sat at the local McDonald's parking lot for a while. We were too afraid to get out of the car. Since then, the house I lived in after that incident had actually burned to the ground randomly. Before it burned down, I would wake up with huge scratches on my arms and back. It was just my 59-year-old mom and me living there with two dogs. One slept with my mom all night long, and the other slept crated. There were two dog crates in the dining room, where we also had two older decorative couches. One morning before work, I woke up and went downstairs and found the couches moved to the middle of the room, touching each other, and the dog crates repositioned and moved opposite of the room with my dog still in it. My mom had just had a full hip replacement. There was no way she was doing this. Some people think it was a human messing with us back at the cemetery. Some think it was paranormal. I personally don't know how a human could have traveled through the woods as quick as our car was able to drive down the road. Oh, and by the way, I'm missing so many valuable details. I hope you enjoyed it. Look up the Dicey Road Cemetery and let me know if you can find anything. Holy shit. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. That motherfucking thing followed you. Yes. And it was just like you were following my train of thought while I'm listening because I'm like, well, sometimes I get up in the middle of the night and like I have to do something like it's on my mind and I have to do it. Then you're like, no, my mom had a hip replacement. Right. Like, oh, okay, never mind. Mark that out. Okay. Plus, it sounds like the change made no sense. Right. Yeah. Well, also, I do some shit that does not make sense. That's the fucking truth. (laughs) But, wow. But I can't believe your dogs didn't bark or anything either. Golly. And I'm just thinking about that face in the window. Like, no. Yeah, I'll take a big old can of nope. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if it was someone messing with you, it's still scary as fuck. Mm -hmm. But I have seen on Amazon Prime, there is like Dice Road stuff. So so I will have to watch and research some. All right, the next one. Hey, girls, loving the podcast. 
finally decided to put the carbs in, well, you know, down long enough to send an email. I have had many paranormal experiences in my life, but shit changes when you have some kids. So I will be calling these emails, damn kids. Here's the deal. When you have a child and said child starts to walk around, you just have to accept that the time will come when they start to wander at night, whether it be playing, getting into stuff, or crawling into bed with you. Then you have to come face to face with the reality that at some point in time, you will see this three foot or under dark shadow around your home and have to figure out if it's a demon or your toddler. I have six children, been putting in the work. One boy who is now 20, we'll call him C. Three girls, now 16, gonna go with the names T, K, and Q. A 12-year-old girl, B, and an 8-year-old, we'll call her A. Introducing because I have many stories I intend to send in, mostly about the girls. The first story is about B, and not paranormal, I think. When B was almost 3, she loved crawling into bed with me. Okay, I'm a seasoned mom at this point, so I wake up feeling that I'm being watched. Look up from the bed to see a short, dark figure in my doorway. I had worked that day and done all the mom stuff too, so if it is a demon, fuck it, I'm too tired. If it is child B, as long as I don't interact, she'll climb into bed and cuddle up and pass out. Much like you're not supposed to engage with a demon, you should also avoid engaging with a toddler unless you're prepared to get drinks, food, or answer a never-ending supply of questions. So when the sweet little voice said, Mommy, I laid there trying to appear asleep. Again, Mommy, eyes shut tighter. Mommy, are you awake? I don't breathe. I closed my eyes tighter. Mommy, are you awake? Good. And she turned slowly and started to walk away. Uh, that can't be good. That motherfucker said good? (laughs) No, you talk about ping and I was busting right (laughs) open. Uh Uh-uh. What the fuck did he fuck? Hell yes, I was awake after that. Good question mark. What the fuck does that mean? Exactly what you're saying, Carrie. There was no more sleeping for me that night. Damn kids. Thank you for all the spooky stories and all the laughs. More damn kids stories to come. I have so many. Might just throw some funny damn kids stories in too. Luckily, they're not creepy all the time. Coming to you from California. Love, Mountain Mama. Mm-mm, that's creepy. That's creepy as shit. <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, excuse me? <laughs> right? <laughs> First of all, what you about to do? <laughs> Good. Uh-uh. Good. Get your ass back over here. Oh, my gosh. Good. <laughs> uh-uh. I just, I can picture you like, okay, I'm, I'm still asleep. I'm still asleep. Okay. Nope. Nope. And then like, wait, what? That's the kid version of your dog puking on your floor. And that's how fast <laughs> you got up. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. You wrote that so well, too. So funny. Oh, my God. Okay. This next one is a cute story, according to them. Like, that's the title. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure it's wonderful. Hey, girls. Well, it's not a scary story, but rather cute. So it all starts with me and my grandma. We were very, very close. She was like a mom to me. You know, we always had great memories together, like us going out shopping or in nature. I loved her. And she was the type of woman to care about people around her and love them more than herself. You know, she was a strong woman. One day, she fell sick with pancreatic cancer, which there's no cure for. And she was strong, 
very strong, and she tried to fight it. But she lost the battle. I wasn't there to say my goodbyes to her at the hospital, but I did go to her funeral. But go back a couple of days before her death. I told her before I left her room, you better promise to see me graduate university. But she didn't answer because she knew she couldn't keep that promise. Now, fast forward a couple years later, I'm in the car and the passenger seat lights up, but it's only me in the car, no one else. And I look up in the sky and I saw clouds form almost like a happy face. And that told me that she was happy and in good spirits. I hope you react to my story in your podcast. I love you guys. Keep up the great work. And they didn't sign it. That is very sweet. So sweet. I definitely believe that was her coming to see you. Yes. Did you graduate from university? Oh, yeah. Was it around the same time? Oh, good question. Like, you know, because if it was, it was probably her being like, good job. Yeah. (laughs) That's so sweet. And she sounds like the perfect grandma. Fuck cancer, man. Right? Isn't pancreatic, like, really aggressive? Yeah, it's because it's usually diagnosed when it's already in the later stages when you start having symptoms and stuff yeah okay and what i'm assuming you mean by light up is like the seatbelt needed to be yeah like ting yeah ting ting. yeah uh my seatbelt used to do that whenever Bo rode in the front seat Mm -hmm. um big ass motherfucker that's why i have those things too so it like what is it? a seat seatbelt extender? But I keep it on that side because when Marley gets up there, it'll do it too. That's funny. It doesn't do it for Jax. Really? It doesn't do it all the time. But yeah, I don't know if it's just how she like lands up there or what. But yeah, you drinking a Dos Equis? I don't always ding the seatbelter. <laughs> what? <when> I- <laughs> and ding the seatbelter. <laughs> I don't always ding the seatbelter, but when I do, I'm feeling extra heavy that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> shit i say sometimes oh, it's so dumb. no that's fucking funny okay the next one is called ghostly roommate hi y'all if you could keep me anonymous that would be great i've been listening to your podcast for about two years now and i'm obsessed to say the least you make schoolwork and car rides far more interesting so thank you for that And just a forewarning, my story is a little lengthy. All right, maybe a lot lengthy. So I'm sorry in advance. A little backstory on me. I have always been into everything spooky. I love the ghost shows, the scary movies, the ghost tours, everything. However, I am or was rather skeptical about ghosts and paranormal stuff because I had previously never seen or experienced anything myself. Anyways, I currently live in a house in the town where I attend college in North Carolina, which was built in the 1930s. Ever since moving into the house, my roommates and I have experienced some freaky stuff. We've experienced seeing shadows, bizarre noises, the hair standing up on the back of our neck, feeling like you're being watched, and so on. The activity especially picks up when one of us is home alone, to the point where we won't stay at the house alone overnight. Because of this, we have joked all year that we have a ghost. As the year has continued, we have started to think that it might be true. In October, my roommate had a friend stay the night, who is very skeptical of all things paranormal. 
She was asleep in my roommate's room, and in the middle of the night, she heard a male voice whisper in her ear, hello. It scared her so much that she left our house at 3 a.m. and refuses to come anywhere near the house again. In December, I was home alone, sitting on the couch, working on a final paper. The way that our house is situated, from where I was sitting on the couch, you can see the back hallway and stairs out of the corner of your eye. It was dark outside already, so the back hallway was completely dark. I suddenly saw a black figure move down the stairs and into the hallway that was out of my field of vision. The way that the hallway is, there is no possible way that it could have been from outside or a weird effect from the lights in the other rooms, so I was pretty freaked out. That night, my roommates and I decided to download one of those spirit box apps for shits and giggles. As my roommates and I were walking around, we weren't getting a whole lot. However, when we got to her room, the room with the tiny creepy door thing going to the attic, we got our first word, which was my baby. The tiny door where we got the reading was covered by a painting of an older witch that my roommate had found and picked up off the side of the road, which made it all the creepier. My roommate and I freaking flew down those stairs. After calming down for a sec, we continued to use the app. The app kept giving us intelligent responses to questions I was asking or things I was doing. For example, it said run after my roommate and I had just come down the stairs. It said cook while I had something cooking in the oven. And it said suffocation when we asked how it died and told us his name was Gabriel. I don't know how accurate an app could be, so I took it with a grain of salt, but still freaky. Around December, when the activity was particularly heightened, my roommate had another experience. She explained how she was walking out of the bathroom and felt pressure of something standing right up against her back. She felt something solid, as if she were leaning on it. She tried to think of any possible explanation for what happened, like what if it was just the shower curtain? But she said it felt distinctly dense and solid like a human being, and she could not mimic the feeling by leaning against a shower curtain. A few nights later, she woke up to find a painting had fallen off her wall and a bunch of her clothes had been thrown off their hangers, and her makeup was scattered all over the floor. As time has gone on, things have progressed. The other day when showering, I was playing music when I heard three distinctive knocks on my bathroom door. I thought it was my roommate, so I just laughed it off. A few minutes went by and I heard it again. So I texted my roommates and asked if the music was too loud. They then told me that they hadn't been downstairs in over an hour, so they definitely didn't knock on my door. A few days later, my roommate and I were sitting in our living room with our front door open because it was warm outside. We were talking when, out of nowhere, the door starts closing and then slams shut. We have no draft in the house, no windows were open, and the door has never slammed like that before. So, lately, the spirit has started to slam doors or open them all over the house. The feeling of being followed or watched and the noises have intensified. And noises are more directed like dishes falling in the kitchen, knocks on the door or the bedroom walls, heavy objects falling in the living room, and so on. We've also started to smell weird things in passing, and all of us have started experiencing sleep paralysis and unsettling dreams. I don't know why it's intensifying or what the hell is going on. If you gals have any opinions or ideas, I'd love to hear them. 
and I will make sure to write in again if things keep getting weirder. Sorry if this email was incoherent or if I babbled too much. Anyways, thanks for reading my story and for hosting such a fantastic podcast. With much love, Anonymous. Uh, you need to get somebody in there. For reals. That's too much stuff to still be skeptical, though, right? I think, but if I was living in that situation, I would be skeptical too. I'd, I'd be cleansing. What? Oh, cleansing. Cleansing. Sorry. I couldn't understand you through the redneck. <laughs> I was like, Clemson? Like the university? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but I can I can totally see still being skeptical because I would be too. I mean, you don't go like, you know what I mean? People, I mean, I would still be skeptical. Well, because you would be in denial. Yeah, well, they could be too. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying it about you. Oh, okay. Um, like, yeah, I could be skeptical on like the doors and stuff, but those noises and that roommate hearing hello and the feeling and stuff, and then like her room was kind of trashed after that. Well, but that wasn't um a roommate, wasn't it? It was just somebody that was just there visiting. Yeah, in their in the roommate's room. Gotcha. Okay. But I'm saying like. The roommate that felt it after getting out of the shower and then her her room was trashed. True. True. Yeah. I'm not trying to clean up after you, ghost. So either you pay rent or you clean up. <laughs> either one you're not fucking doing. So it's time to get the boot. Yeah. And I don't mean from unpaid t- parking tickets. Oh, my God. That was so fucking lame. So bad. And your delivery. Yeah. You know, sometimes I just have a trouble. <laughs> I mean, hello. Did you hear me? <sighs> Sometimes I just have a trouble. That's what I said. <laughs> Bridge over troubled water. Okay, the next one, they want to be anonymous too. But they have sent in a story before. So that says, more sinister sightings for you and a few answers. You asked about ages from the dog and hubby playing ball story of episode 99. At the time, I was 15 and he was almost 20. He had just graduated high school. I had my freshman year done. My dad, for the record, is a non-believer, but took me over to my boyfriend's house because he liked him. So if you want a refresher on that story, go back to episode 99. The next story is also a bit paranormal. Ten years into marriage and two sons later, we finally had enough saved for a nice vacation slash late honeymoon for us. Our trip was great. The part I want to tell about is at the end. We had flown home, gotten ourselves out of airport circling, and were headed home to see our sons. As we're motoring down the highway, hubby slams on brakes and swerves. I'm asking, what is going on? And look back to see if I can see anything or anyone. Hubby is white as a sheet, and we pull over to collect ourselves. He asks if I saw him. I say, saw who? There's no one on the road. He then describes the person he thought he hit. White face, brown shoulder-length hair, brown shirt with short sleeves. I take over the description with khaki pants and no shoes. We agree with each other's part of the descriptions. I assure him he didn't hit anyone, but we both saw the same thing. The only thing we could come up with is this is a repeating scenario of someone who have died in that spot. 25 years later, we can both still see this man and describe it like it was yesterday. Another story since this feels short. 20 years ago, we had a house fire. We lost our stuff and our pets, but not people. The firemen were terrific about trying to save our cats, even trying mouth-to-mouth resuscitation on one. But that was not to be. We were finally allowed in the house to see what was there. We were finally allowed in the house to see what there was to see. One of the things that stood out to me was a cross shape on the wall as white as white on the black soot-stained walls. 
I knew it was the outline of the crucifix that hung over the fish tank. We didn't see it anywhere, though. Not too surprising, since everything was black with soot. We all go out and get instructions from the firefighters about boarding up windows, etc. I go back to see if there's anything I can take with us to use that night. There isn't. But I happen to glance at the wall where the white cross shape was, and it isn't there. Instead, the crucifix is hanging up. No one was in there to hang it up. That scared me and gave me comfort at the same time. Hubby thinks I'm crazy, but we both know no one else was in there to do it. I still have it to this day in all its charred glory. There are more, but not today. Gotta get dinner to the hubby and the rest of the family and finish laundry. And yes, some days I'm a bitch. Creep it real, girls. Holy Hannah. Okay, well, first of all, it's weird that you talked about your animal with the fire because I was thinking about something just while we were listening to one of the other stories. And it's, I think it was when you were reading. Maybe I was reading. I can't even remember which one it was because that's one of my biggest fears. It's like my house catching on fire and, you know, one of, like my dog being in it, you mm-hmm. know. And um, I was literally just thinking that when, I can't even remember if it was you or me reading a story and it crossed my mind and then yeah. boom, here it is in this story. That's awful though. So sad. So freaking sad. But it's scary as fuck that y'all both saw someone. Yes. Enough to be like, yeah, this is what he was wearing. So maybe y'all are both sensitive and you just didn't know it. Maybe. And maybe it is like a um, a loop. A, uh, like a residual. Yeah. Look at Carrie. I listen. I don't always retain, but I listen. <laughs> I just started listening to your podcast today on my way to work, and I fell in love with you guys. I figured I'd write you guys, and hopefully one day you'll get it. If you do share this story, please keep my name private. Growing up was a bit of a challenge for my sister and I. Our mother died by suicide, and our dad was left to take care of us girls all on his own. When he got sick with brain cancer, our aunt stepped in to keep us together and act as a mother figure for us. She basically gave her entire life for us, even sacrificing her marriage at points to make sure we were okay. My aunt's house wasn't creepy, but the house I was in before she took us was. One time when my aunt and uncle got in a fight about us girls, my aunt decided it was best for us to temporarily stay in the house we grew up in. We were still packing things up, so it was technically still our house for a little while longer. We got to stay in our rooms, and our aunt stayed in my mom's room. My mom died way before my dad did, and he refused to sleep in that room. When she was around, she slept in there alone, but my dad always slept on the couch. About halfway through the night, I remember having to use the bathroom. I had lived in that house for so long that it never bothered me walking through it, but for some reason this night, I was very uneasy about making the trip. In order to get to the bathroom, I had to walk through the kitchen, and that night, I felt like I wasn't alone. The next morning, when we all woke up, my aunt had asked if we were crying last night. She knew we weren't because she checked in on us, but she was hoping we would have said yes to rule out what she was hearing. She told us that she heard a woman crying, sobbing, Almost all night. There was no one in the house besides us three. A few days later, my aunt and uncle made up and we eventually moved back into her house. We still had to finish packing up my old house, so one day after school, my aunt took me there with her. She told me she had to use the bathroom and for the second time ever, I panicked being alone in the kitchen. We had an island in the kitchen that I remember hiding behind and making my aunt talk to me the whole time she was in the bathroom. She asked if I was okay and I said I felt like I wasn't alone. 
I looked around the island and out the window and saw a shadow of a woman's silhouette outside one of the windows that the shade was pulled down. The only thing was, this window was impossible to have a woman in the position that she was in. This woman was standing looking forward, but the window was on the ground itself. I freaked out. My aunt came running out and the silhouette was gone. Shortly after that, the house was finally sold. You would think that that's where everything would end, but to this day, I still have nightmares and the setting is always in that house. It's one of the craziest things I've ever experienced, I have ever experienced, and I feel like that house still haunts me to this day. Sincerely, a new listener who's already hooked. I mean, it makes perfect sense, though, if you think about, like, both of your parents' energy being in that house, and especially, like, if you hadn't been there in a while, and your mom's energy is there, and she's just, like, checking in to be like, hey, you hadn't been here in a while, like, good to see you kind of thing, and maybe now she's able to see you wherever you are, not just in that house. Look at Carrie with this knowledge. I don't know, maybe. But then you also have been through so freaking much, and that you're little brain at that age doesn't know how to process that fear and that emotion and so you're putting it on the house because there's so much like memories and stuff attached to all of the items that it's how your anxiety kind of manifested well all I have to say is ditto to what you're thinking good lord (laughs) I ate my Wheaties today (laughs) I mean also if you think about it there's a lot of trauma in the house like a lot of sadness and stuff So that could be tempting for other things to like be attracted to that. So it might not necessarily be someone you know, and that's why it's making you scared. Because sometimes in my stories, it says like a certain place will be like a beacon to them because of the unrest and the high like emotional charge. So that's all I have to add, really. Okay, the next one. This is one that somebody sent me in Messenger and... I can't remember if they wanted to be anonymous or not, so we're just going to go. Hello, friends I have yet to meet. First of all, I have to tell y'all that last night I had a dream, and Donna, you were in it. Also, when I dream, I'm always thin. Donna, so were you. What? If only it was that easy, right? (laughs) Yes. Do you remember when we were in college, you always would dream about, if it was me and you, we were always thin. Always thin. And I'd be like, tell me what we looked like. (laughs) (laughs) And you would like describe our outfits and everything. And they were always on point because plus size clothes suck. Yes. Oh my God. That's so funny. So tell me what I look like. Right? (laughs) They say, anyway, in my dream, Donna, you told me to stop delaying and just write in. So here it is. I live in Newton, Kansas. It's nothing to brag about other than I live 15 minutes from BTK's hometown. What? That's so funny. I was like, is that where BTK's from? Damn. Look at you retaining this fucking knowledge. I mean, you know, just give me a fucking, give me an upper respiratory infection that just won't quit. <laughs> and I am fired on all fucking cylinders. Oh my God. So it's my, that's my chair, girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I can feel it popping under my butt and you're like, oh God, I need to shift to my chair. <laughs> Um, no, it's your engagement ring, and it's like the fucking Captain Planet ring, and it's giving you all these powers. I work with a lady whose mother was one of his victims. Holy shit. The main reason for this message is to let you know another horrific set of spree killers that happened in Wichita, Kansas. I listen to many true crime podcasts, and I have never heard this story told. Trigger warning, there's a dog involved. 
those motherfuckers. I'm including a link to the Wikipedia page. I have so many questions. My daughter's best friend is one of the fella's daughters. Only this poor girl just recently found out she is his child. That asshole had a cell phone and has been contacting her and the family trying to convince them he's innocent. I'll let you decide for yourselves. I personally feel like he belongs in hell, especially since I know how this is affecting my daughter's friend. I hope to hear back. Creep it real and don't get scared. Okay, Carrie, you got a recommendation. Uh, no. Okay, but the story is of the Wichita Massacre. Okay, so the story that they're talking about is the Wichita Massacre, which I actually covered in episode 146. So it's on... Reginald and Jonathan Carr. So if you want that story, head on over to that episode that I just said. And then I had to go back and look at the number because I'd already forgotten. See, sometimes don't fire on all cylinders. <laughs> episode 146. I do remember that now. You do. You cover the uh, Haunted Hill House. All right, the last one. It starts out, still anonymous and still more stories to tell. This one is from before I had a boyfriend ever. I was only 12 or 13. I'm not sure if it was real sleep paralysis or a nightmare or something. Over several nights in the summer, I would go to bed and pray for a cool breeze. There was no air conditioning. I finally got to sleep only to wake up to go to the bathroom. I'm not far away from the door, the house being a small suburban ranch. The bedrooms all open into a center hallway that ends at the living room. The front door is six feet away. Important information for how small the house is and how easy someone could get in. But anyway, I'm in the living room sitting in the chair near the hallway. I see movement in my peripheral vision. Against the wall of the hall are three people. If you look at them straight on, they are unable to be seen. So I keep looking at nothing much to see what they're doing. They slide sideways up the hall and go into my room. Mm -mm. They come out and are carrying something too. I can't see what it is, but I can tell it's not something of ours. They do this for several days, then nothing. The thing that really disturbed me was that they were very gray to black and couldn't be seen when looked at. I want to know what they were doing in my room and my sister's room. And that's it. Wait, how they were just there for days hanging the fuck out? Just like chilling, chilling, mind their business? <laughs> Stop. Oh my gosh. But yeah, what? I just realized what's wrong with me. I had ice cream with chocolate syrup before we recorded. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> it's not the ring. Never mind. It's the dessert. It's the sugar. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Fast forward 10 minutes and I am crashing. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. I, so, like, literally, they were just there for days. You know what I mean? Like, she couldn't sleep, and so it would happen again. So, I mean, it really could be a nightmare, like, just some reoccurring nightmare. I don't know. That's fucking freaky. And, that, like, when you're looking at them, you can't see them, but then only from the peripheral uh-uh. Okay, you just thought it's the last one, but really, there's one more. There's more. She knows this. She put this together. <laughs> okay, this one is an ambient story. Hello, my favorite spooky ladies. This is my short-lived experience while taking Ambien. I was put on it for a short while following an early midlife crisis that stressed me the absolute fuck out. Too much to talk about in this email. So I was having trouble with anxiety, sleeping, life, you name it. 
The shit doctor at the time I was seeing was all about just doping me up to deal with the issues. Thus, the Ambien. Also of noted importance, I am a single mom of three. That's important for the first Ambien night story. I took the pill on the first night, a Friday night. I would totally do that shit too. I'm going to take this on a Friday to see how I do. At the time, I lived with my mother. I was recently divorced as why. I remember putting the kids to bed, taking my Ambien, and then out. Nothing else. Wake up in the morning, like around 8, 8.30, and notice all the kids are now in the living room, sleeping with blankets, and bowls are on the table with half-eaten cereal. To me, this was odd. Why would they all, age 13, 9, and 4, wake up, eat, and then go back to sleep? Not typical of them for a Saturday morning. My mom walks out of her room and says, let them sleep a bit still. They needed after last night. Me, eyes popping out of my head. The fuck happened last night? <laughs> mom. Well, about two hours or so after you went to bed, you woke up and then went in and woke up the kids and me and told us it was time for breakfast. Me. <laughs> what? How? I don't remember doing this. Why didn't you wake me up, mom? Well, you were awake. Backstory, my mom is a retired farm tech, so she knows about ambient issues. I tried to talk with you and make you understand it was 1 a.m., but you were not all there. So I guess I woke up everyone and made them sit and eat cereal with me and watch tv and then i just disappeared back to the bedroom leaving my poor mother to tuck kids in on the couch with blankets she did get a kick out of it second night on ambien was worse my mom suggested my kiddos stay over with their cousins to have a sleepover in case i had another ambient episode <laughs> which smart thinking because i did and this one would have scarred them for life Again, I take the pill, don't remember going to bed or anything else until my mother tells me in the morning. I'd woken up again shortly after going to ambient sleep. My mom said I walked into the bathroom, closed the door, and came out a few minutes later, butt-ass naked, holding the waist scale, screaming, kind of cry angry yelling is what I was told, that the little people in the sink wouldn't let me weigh myself. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I tried showing her the tiny people in the sink standing there still naked dying inside a little while writing this about 15 minutes later she was able to calm me down get me to put some fucking clothes on and go back to bed <laughs> how did she do this she told me she would help me weigh myself away from the tiny people and give me a snack for putting my clothes on <laughs> oh god so I guess I got dressed got weighed and was given a and <laughs> was given a Capri Sun like a and a fucking fruit snack and sent back on my way to bed like Cindy Lou. <laughs> oh God, okay, like Cindy Lou Who when she sees the Grinch. So I was taken off Ambien after that because I didn't want my mother to see her thirty-two-year-old daughter now thirty-seven, but as naked again. <laughs> Ever. And in case you were wondering, my weight at the time of the tiny people sink issue was 118 pounds. This was from anxiety and a health life crisis. Thanks for reading my story. I hope it will bring you some joy. I have some spooky shadow people stories as well that have and are still happening. I read in one before, but it was so long. I wouldn't blame you for skipping it. Oh man, I don't, did we ever read it? Uh, let us know if we didn't read it because we need to go back. We yeah, we really do try to read all of them. So if like it, as we get in the order, we get them. So if it, so if you sent it and we haven't read it, then let us know because you know all the things I just said. 
Oh my god, I needed that Ambien story. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> a Capri Sun and a fruit snack. <laughs> like Cindy Lou Who. You had me at Cindy Lou Who. Oh gosh. Who doesn't love a Capri Sun and a fruit snack? Right? Man? That sounds amazing. Also, I I can picture you. That's weird to say I can picture you naked, but I can picture you holding the scale up and being like, the tiny people in the sink will not let me weigh and being so mad, like, oh my God. I like, oh God, that's fantastic. You probably had so much conviction and so much. Right. (laughs) Oh gosh, those fucking tiny people in the sink. (laughs) And God, your mom is a saint. Okay. Uh, Like, I went straight to Indian in the Cupboard. Oh my God, yes. God, I love that movie. I mean, book too, but the movie was good. Well, thank y'all so much. Yes, these stories did not disappoint. And if you want your story read on an episode, just send them in at aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website and there's a contact us and you can send them in that way. And then let us know if you want it to be anonymous or not. And we can either make up a name or we can just say it's nobody's fucking business. (laughs) She's coming down from the sugar high. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's other shit on the website too. Like the show notes, link to the merch store, link to Patreon, all the things. So, you know, peruse a bit while you're there. And remember, creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.